0: Okay,
1: we've got twenty-five hours of recording time. That will be just enough. Just enough for yeah. what we
0: have to talk about <laughs> today. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. So I guess uh, we want to talk about AI art. Hello, by the way. Yeah. We're, we're back. We're back. It's we're back. It's been a while. Uh, I forgot to introduce myself. Um, Who are you? I'm Nick. I'm John. Yeah. We make comics and games. This um, is our
1: semi. Semi-sporadic. I think even calling it... Very sp- sporadic. <laughs> annual, um, uh, annual podcast. <laughs> bi annual podcast. we haven't done one since before Christmas, have we?
0: Uh, no. Way before Christmas. Way before like, Christmas, Probably yeah.
1: like October, September time. Yeah, because
0: a lot's changed since then.
1: That feels like a lifetime ago. Yeah. An that, absolute age. We were
0: making this podcast originally when we were part-time.
1: Yes, we were in this weird halfway house. We, we would have
0: two days a week to do our creative endeavours. Yes. And And the other three days we would be spending at our day jobs. Miserable.
1: (laughs) And it's, it is wild because like, even at the time, it felt like going part time was at this great liberation. Like Like, oh my God, like how much time we suddenly have.
0: And we filled that time so quickly. So quickly. To the point that it was
1: like stifling. And it's, it's funny in hindsight how it, you, it's clear now that it wasn't enough. It, like it, it it's very clear like now, painfully obvious. Yeah. yeah, but I just feel like I feel like our lives have shifted into like a completely different, like everything's different now. Yeah, because like our life for like a year or a year and a half was like we spent two days probably on your kitchen table. Yep. or up in your little little studio, cramped little studio. Yeah, you have a load yeah. of stuff up there, and like weed. Uh, we'd go into town, you know, for lunch, get like a sandwich,
0: come yeah, back, come you back. know, yeah. and it was fun. Like, don't get it It wrong. was fun. I loved it. And like, we got a lot of stuff done. Highlight like of the week, for
1: sure. But like, uh, this is just another level.
0: Yeah. yeah. Cause now, to set the scene, we are full-time, our, we are. our, our stuff, our own personal stuff, no day jobs at all. No day jobs. Um, and right now no we money. are recording, <laughs> no money. No money. Uh, <laughs> crying every day <laughs> into our soup. Um, and now we're recording from a studio. Yeah. Yeah. So we have a studio space now. Yes. Yeah, so do, do you want to talk about your studio? Yeah. Where, like, where yeah. we are right now. So um, we're at a place uh, called Jolt in Gloucester, which is specifically for, it's got loads of these like unique, you know, uh, properly uh, separated rooms. You know, I've got a door, I've got a lock on the door, I can keep people out. Yeah. Um, we've, yeah there's loads of these spaces.
1: I think it's a legal definition of a room. It has, it, yeah, we have walls. We have walls and a, door. And a, door. <laughs> and a door. Yeah. Yeah. It does it, does it all.
0: Um yeah, I kind of wanted to make the point... It uh, sounds dumb, but I kind of wanted to make the point that it's not like this one big shared space. It's like, I have a space... Yeah, no, this is... In, bir- in yeah, so, inside yeah. this sort of... This large area. And there's lots of these studios. A little Sanctum. And, um, yeah, a Little Sanctum, fun. yeah. And, uh, and there's lots of other artists here. And... Um, yeah, we got everything here. We've got we've got our computers. We've got like a table to do a lot of work on, which we're sat at right now. We decorated it to to our to you know to our own.
1: Well, you had a very clear vision of how you wanted it to look. I did. Because yes. you know me, if I had my way, it it'd would be, a white, be a white formless cube. Yeah, a formless white <laughs> void. Maybe maybe a, a chair, but like an understated maybe one. A chair yeah. if you're lucky. Uh, but no, but so like celebrating like your proud uh, kind of Jamaican heritage. Absolutely, got, like, yeah. Like uh, a third of the room is green. Yeah. Got, like, a big... I'd say it was a teal, to be uh, a teal. More of a teal, To distinguish yeah. from yeah. my uh, t- Jamaican roots. But yeah, I because I, I remember when you showed me like the mock-ups of what you've done in Photoshop and I was like, that's such a Nick idea. And, I like, <laughs> and also I love it. It's like, really cool. I'm kind of like glad I have you around to do this kind of cool <laughs> shit because otherwise I would have just done everything white and it would have been really boring. But yeah, it's like red yellow, green, and these big diagonal. Yeah, so dividing lines. Yeah, so the walls are very colourful. It's very cool.
0: Um Yeah, like I wanted a studio space because I wanted, you know, I wanted a place that I could go to and like surround myself with, you know, inspiration and stuff I stuff I find exciting. But also, you know, there's 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 stuff I want and we want to be able to do now, you know, such as shooting, filming um and uh big you know, big table design yeah. work. You know, and, and the space to leave things out, and the space to, uh, you know, have works in progress. Mm. I think
1: it's actually kind of like it's really nice to see like your vision kind of come to life because like you were very clear about what you wanted, and you know we were here to help paint and stuff, yeah, like that, yeah, which yeah. is great. Uh, but yeah, so we've got like um, you know, your work, your traditional work areas. We've got like a couple of desks and you know we can put your computers, computers and laptops and stuff. And stuff. Yeah. You've got your little shooting table, which yeah. is behind me right now. So.
0: Yeah, sort of, got, um, sort of got sort of anglepoise arms that hold phones and lights and stuff, so that you can shoot vertically straight downwards onto a flat table. Because my stuff, our stuff, is yeah. books, and so we want to be able to shoot books, and books lie flat well on tables. Yeah. Unsurprisingly. And then,
1: uh, as you pan around the room, uh, sofa, got our area, sofa area, uh, we've got, got your PlayStation, PlayStation One, which yeah. ironically hasn't had much use at all. No, it been. I used it the other day, actually. Oh, cool! Yeah, yeah I yeah. was like,
0: I was feeling, I was feeling it needed a recharge. But yes, it sat there. Yeah, like, like, I thought, oh, yeah, it'll be, it'll be really cool to have this, like, little, like, chill-out zone. And it's like, I've just been working, <laughs> <laughs> like, solidly. Too busy, yeah. Yeah. Uh, got I've your... got, uh, yeah, I've got a wall, which I have put wallpaper up that makes it look like a stone wall. Uh, again, for shooting, this is for shooting, like, me, like, talking to camera. Yes. So having yeah. a cool background. Doing, it, like, your colossal, more, your colossal
1: Your colossal stuff, stuff uh, yeah. There's an overabundance of uh, sorgs. In the room, yes, good yeah. number of swords, yeah, uh, all foam, yes. Say. It's couldn't going. couldn't cut yourself on any yeah. of these.
0: Yeah, basketball hoop, basketball hoop, which quite often when we're walking around concepting, we'll just be <laughs> sh- shooting hoops.
1: Yeah, um, <laughs> do not try and get uh, air time on it. Hang do- time, no. Uh,
0: that uh, John discovered the hard way that that could rip it out the wall. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was I was only doing it like jokingly. It as was well. so gentle. I didn't put my whole weight on it. Uh, the walls are made of.
1: Uh, yeah, who knows? <laughs> you got you got a cool shelf of all like your art products we've made, but also like uh, inspiration and stuff. Yeah, art books, toys, um, and, um, and
0: games, and yeah, all sorts of stuff there which we can call upon when we need to. Big whiteboard. Huge whiteboard, which was a major part of this. Got um, get a whiteboard. Yeah, uh, chucking stuff up on there. And then and then yeah, sort of like a few shelves that contain all of the various card games, card library for uh, for inspiration and, uh, and ideas as well. And then what, like the battle table? That's what I call yeah, it. the which Battle is, table which in is the great. middle, which is really really big. Uh, can't stress enough how big it is. Never had a table this big in my life. Bigger than a dining room table, um, but made of like OSB, that sort of that wood chip wood. Um, and yeah, it's got it's got a rough and ready feel. OSB. To it. Yeah, I don't know what it stands for, but that's what this wood's called. Oh, I did not know. OSB. That. Yeah. Oh. Someone cleverer than me will know what that stands for. Um, yeah, and uh, again, like, talking about, like, if it'd be me, I
1: probably would have, like, just bought a table. Yes. But you had this idea, and I was like, I was just like, you know, and you, and you kind of made it reality, and, like...
0: Uh, but we had to sort of... We worked together on it a bit, because although I had this idea, like, the logistics of it were more complicated than we realised. You needed a boring man to come in and say, why, yes. don't, why
1: don't we bolt a bit of
0: um, kitchen Which was counter a really good idea. to the underside? And yeah, I mean, it can't works. see it, but it, it forms the spine of the table.
1: So it's really nice. So, like... Uh, yeah, and uh, it's just a really nice environment to be in. Yeah, and I call nice it the battle be it.
0: table because it's like, you know, in like movies or, I don't know, historical... Actual truth, I think there were those tables that you always see when they when they were at war, mm. and they have all the little models of like tanks and and villages and stuff, and then they're pushing the tanks around to sort of plan the tactics for their moves. And the, I don't know whether those are called battle tables, but I call them. Battle it's a bit tables. like a battle table, and yeah. it's like it's like where you do your big strategic planning. And I'm like, that's what we do on the table, albeit without little tanks pushing around. And if we
1: had like a, because we talk about like lighting options, and right now obviously we've got like a, the big lights on, but then and a window, and you've got these kind of um,
0: like like chains of like little light bulbs going across the ceiling yeah which are kind of cool yeah they, they have a kind of industrial light bulby vibe to them but in essence they're kind of fairy lights really but they look like bulbs and we talked for a while about having like a single spotlight over the table but it, yeah that we could pull down yeah which i don't know i'm still open to yeah yeah it's become less vital well we're getting but,
1: through the darkest months now and this is like, true it's actually not been too bad no so it hasn't it's starting no. to lighten up a bit yeah indeed
0: yeah, yeah. But yeah, this is where this battle table has become so much more of like where the magic happens in a way. Yeah, yeah. Then Because, you know, we have the worktops and that's where I sit to do like admin and emails and stuff. But I love covering this table in notes and and like, you know, game pieces and dice and all sorts of stuff when we're planning things. So, yeah. Which, and like
1: the really kind of... And this is what I mean about like our lives seeming so kind of different now. Yeah. Is because like uh, thinking back to the dynamic of, of like just hanging out in your house, working on stuff and then wandering into... The center of town and yeah. you know to get lunch and stuff and then coming back and doing more work i was like that just feels again like a hundred years ago yeah it really so does weird. yeah it's and, mad and it's like and i've spent since coming here i've spent more time in gloucester in the last kind of three months and i think i've done in the preceding 10 20 years yeah like, the really surreal thing of course for me personally is that like i grew up yeah in gloucester uh, I've pulled you back. You have pulled me back. And it's really (laughs) bizarre to have you now, like a big part of my life now, in this place I was here going to as a kid, you know. it's this
0: weird, like, Ouroboros, like, two points, like your later life and your younger life meeting. I know, I know. In
1: Gloucester. Because we're we're right next to, uh, uh, like, a a pub, this kind of... hit. I was gonna say famous, but like you know, it's kind of like Gloucester gr- famous. Gloucester famous, like this grotty ass pub where I like learnt to drink. You know, like <laughs> they they didn't check anyone's ID. You know, the beer was like the dream pub. You know, like £1. Yeah, one pound twenty for a pint back then. You Good know, Lord. So like, <laughs> what a time! to be I alive. know what a time to be alive. You know, <laughs> ten quid would go a long way. And then it's like now we're kind of like next door and upstairs. And I'm like, it's so weird to be here again. It's yeah. so weird.
0: It's kind of cool actually. Yeah, but yeah. Gloucester's massively going through a big like clearly some money's being spent and they're trying to make it because it's always been the sort of forgotten sister of Cheltenham in a way although it started out bigger it's I guess. really bizarre yeah because yeah. Cheltenham isn't even a city it's technically a
1: town yeah. which is bizarre
0: but Gloucester's technically a city yeah and it's and, the and the seat of the county like it's yeah, the famous gloucestershire yeah. of course but yeah but it's always been like the the sort of the forgotten grot- grotty sister of Cheltenham yeah. which is which is bizarre but now it really seems like with jolt and other things as well like they're trying to trying to lifted up a bit which yeah, is cool
1: and that's actually been like a, a really surprising benefit of coming here is meeting all the cool people here who are like actively
0: committed to making Gloucester better yeah yeah,
1: yeah like like you know getting grants getting money kind of pouring it into this area that like you know Cheltenham Cheltenham's a weird place Cheltenham's like like house prices are insanely expensive yeah um, it's seen as quite on the aff-
0: surface appears affluent yeah it's seen quite an
1: affluent town and then it does have this kind of like really weird like crime element to underbelly it. yeah but yeah. it's always like this weird kind of upper class crime <laughs> Because we've got, like, a ton of private schools in Cheltenham. We've got, like, mm. a big drug trade. And it's like, mm, I wonder if those two things overlap.
0: Ooh, who'd have thought? And then
1: you come over to Gloska and it's like, yeah, Gloska's, like, deprived in the more traditional ways. Where yeah. it's just, like, it just hasn't had a lot of care or attention put into it over the years. Yeah, that's so true. And now people are actively, like, trying to help the place, which is yeah. really cool, actually.
0: And it's cool being kind of a little part of it as well. You yeah. Know, by being here, being part of this creative growth in Gloucester. Like, I don't know, I feel like, although I'm here to do my thing and my creative stuff and we work together here mm. as well, like, I feel like, you know, I'm you know, i doing a little bit no, to, think, towards it I as well. You are, and this is a really weird thing. It's like,
1: you know, it's learning to, and uh, maybe this is a good segue, it's learning to value art. Yeah. Because if you ever want like a kind of ego boost, talking to the staff here. Oh, yeah. Who are going like, no, 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 no. We're here to uplift the artistic culture of the town. You are part of that. You are the artistic yeah. culture of the town. You're an yeah. artist in this town making shit. So congrats. Like, yeah, this is you're uplifting it. Yeah, exactly. Which you don't I, really think about, yeah.
0: No, yo, that's so true. And like j- just being here, just being an artist and, and being. It's, it's funny to say proud, but 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 proud enough to say I'm from Gloucester and and the stuff I make, or Cheltenham, and the stuff I make comes from here. Yes, exactly. And and we're Gloucester based, you know, that means something, that counts for something, you know, because then people know, well, you know, if, if people like a thing we make, well, that came from Gloucester, you know, and that's, that's worth shouting about as it is where anything comes from. No, agreed. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, and, uh,
1: I, 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 I don't know, we don't really have a format for this, but it's...
0: Sp- no, but we sat down and we thought, well, partly we haven't done this podcast in a little while. Mm. And then partly, there's a hot topic. Yes. Which we found ourselves talking a lot about. So in- if you can
1: picture the scene, it's like, we'll come in, we're ostensibly here to do work, we'll sit down <laughs> around the battle table, and we'll just start talking. Because we talk, we talk all the time. We do. All kinds of shit. Yeah. And we normally, even though we're talking private, maybe about like the hot topics affecting the arts, comics, games. We'll have a lot of private discussions about it. we tend oh, yeah. To, we tend to
0: not really kind of talk about it publicly.
1: No. But this one does feel like it's worth chatting about. It does. Yeah.
0: Partly because it's very, very now. Like, it's very, like... It's very relevant to, mm. to what, mm. what's going on. And also, I think, because it directly affects us. Yes. And I think that the only way that any any decisions or ideas about this thing going forward, they are going to be formed out of... It's not it's not objective, right? right? It's entirely subjective. So the entire way that this is going to be understood, litigated, made legal, whatever, is, is going to be from people's opinions. Yes. And people talking about it. That's the only way that, that yeah. anything is going to be changed or done about it. And so therefore, the best and most we can possibly hope to do is to talk about it. Yeah. And be part of that conversation. And of course, the subject is AI art. Yes. Yeah. And by that, we mean... Art generated by a non-human computer program. Yes, uh, and
1: I, I think it's it's worth saying. It's isn't, isn't like a, you know, this isn't like a content warning or anything like that. I'm just I just want to make it clear that like it's very hard to talk about this without talking about realms of say things that border on pornography indeed it's, it's almost impossible to talk about it because again supply and demand
0: yeah is, is, that's what, what it's being used to make what, a lot of
1: what a weird like uh, <laughs> you know it's like the the early pioneers these brave pioneers it's, <laughs> it's so funny that um, yeah they hit on a, a a very desirable industry right
0: out of the gate heat on is the word as yeah. well I think yeah yeah Yeah, and and we'll probably, we'll we'll discuss that, I think, because that is a major part of this thing, Mm -hmm. um, is is the things it's being used to make, and predominantly it's being used to make porn adjacent, or just straight up pornography. Yeah, yeah, yeah. um, uh, Which is, you know, it's not an issue in itself, but we will probably talk about what that sort of means for everything.
1: Well, no, that's the thing. It's like, it's interesting that it's worth commenting on, because while, as you say, the pornography is not the issue, because, you know, people make... uh, uh, softcore, hardcore artwork all the time, make, yeah. make make a good living off it, you Hell know, yeah. <laughs> uh, they're fulfilling a need, you know, yeah. but it's interesting that the, it's interesting that people are jumping on this with AI because yeah. they're fulfilling a need, but suddenly the effort required to produce this kind of stuff has massively kind of uh, gone down because yeah. a computer can do the heavy lifting
0: now. Exactly. Where do we start, though? Like, where do this kind of, like... Well, I think I think a good place to start is probably describing, for anyone who's listening and maybe doesn't know the, the ins and outs of this, why, why do artists care? What What is the issue that some artists th- think they're facing and, so, and some artists don't hmm. think are, are an issue? So the predominant real issue here is that the way an AI generates art is it has to be trained yes and the way you train and i put train in inverted commas because it's not a human this is a computer program it's not sentient we're calling it artificial intelligence and it is approaching a problem creating art with a level of intelligence but it's not it's not like hello uh what would you like to create today i am your sentient servant you know norman and i'm going to make some art for you that's not how it works no it's it's completely just a very clever computer program sure and you train it by showing it a load of art Right, yes. and you show it so much art, and you accompany that art with keywords. So you show it a, a, a piece of art of a of a beautiful woman, and underneath you you tell the program that's a beautiful woman. Yes, and you do that a billion times, and it starts to understand what a
1: beautiful yeah, woman is. But that's all, uh, and all this is done by the team developing it. Exactly. So 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 uh, this is like two years before it even reaches the market. Exactly. So, so yeah. So what lands on your doors, and and the reason this has suddenly become such a hot topic is that you get a lot of these kind of like oh, this is being worked on by, like, a little team. Uh, yeah. It's like a proof of concept, you know. Yeah, we wanted to we wanted to show that we could do it. And suddenly, now, because, again, like, everything... Uh, we're seeing this exponential growth, where even a month ago, this seemed a bit more kind of pie in the sky. Yeah. But now, I, I don't know if it's coincidence or not, but, like, a bunch of separate companies have launched onto the internet, effectively free-to-use, yeah. ready-out-the-box... AI art software.
0: Yeah, and, and like you say, there's a lot of them. There's yes. probably like, there's at least 10 major players.
1: Yes, because there's Midjourney. Midjourney is a famous one. Stable Diffusion it's, is another. Yes, uh, Stable Diffusion. Uh, you uh, were showing me an app called... There's a phone,
0: a mobile app called Starry AI.
1: Starry AI.
0: Yep, there's Crayon, but Crayon spelt with AI in, in the middle oh, of the word. Oh, quite clever, quite actually, clever, yeah. yeah.
1: Um, and then, of course, going hand-in-hand hand with this, you have some of the, mm-hmm. like, uh, text... Based uh, AI generators. The leader of which is ChatGPT. Yes, which people, uh, some people have made wild claims about saying like, uh, "Oh, it's uh, bordering on sentience" and that sort of thing. Yeah,
0: and, you uh, can have a conversation with ChatGPT, yes. GPT, and it will it'll refer back. So typically, when we had like chat bots as they were referred to you would say something like hello my name's nick and it would go hello nick and then later on in the conversation you go what's my name and it would go i don't know you haven't told me because it couldn't retain information yes it wouldn't like like a human can but now chat gpt will go your name's nick you told me earlier yeah and and it will say it'll almost have a personality when you're talking to it. it's wild it's insane i've seen transcripts from conversations with it and it's it's you you could be fooled into thinking you're talking to someone to a point yes but worse than that, mm. it can it can generate anything text related. So you could go write code, write C plus code for me to animate a bouncing ball in, yeah. in Blender, mm. and it will just like instantly just bam this this block of code will appear. and And coders have put this code into and there's errors, but it will do it'll do exactly what it said.
1: And I'd wondered, and this is kind of a tangent, but I'd wondered as a almost like a thought experiment, could you tell Chat GPT GPT Please write me the code for an iteration of chat GPT, which is 1.1% more efficient. <laughs> so get it to replace itself. Yeah, and then run that code into that one. Oh my God. What? And so it would iteratively, instantly, infinitely well, this is what it, uh, reproduce what Now, itself. again, this is more kind of like sci-fi, pie-in-the-sky thinking, but could you tell an AI
0: to develop a version of itself which is slightly more efficient? The problem might be mm. the training. we go back to the training mm. again. If the code for ChatGPT is not publicly available or has it hasn't been trained on it, then it may not know how to do that. Mm. That said, it can write code creatively. Mm. So it knows how to code. You could ask it, code me an AI. Yeah. In theory, it could probably do that I, creatively I, and rather I guess, than yeah. from
1: reference. And this is a funny thing, isn't it? Because it's like... Uh... You know, you're not. Whenever you start talking about AI, you're not far from someone talking about like it gaining sentience or it gaining. You know, yeah. and, and we're not there yet. This no, is not, and that's
0: not really what we're talking about today. or What we're worried about, yeah. necessarily.
1: Well, let's do uh, to do. Okay, then to do the Chat GPT, uh, say Mid Journey comparison. Let's look at the two. Yeah. Like, if you told me that, like, uh, oh, um, scientists, developers, coders, they've really uh, they've developed this incredibly powerful tool. Uh, it's text based and it can write code. Yes. And I'd be like, you know what? There's a part of my brain that goes, that seems like a very, very, very sensible application yeah. of an AI. Yeah. It's doing the heavy lifting to pick up. Kind of why computers were invented in the first place. At tool. A computer used to be a human who would just do boring calculations day in, day out. You know, yeah. if you free up the boring crap, then humans can do the kind of high-end conceptual stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: But... This is So, okay, I guess I need to get my thoughts in order. So, like, a bunch of coders, a bunch of tech people... Yeah. ...thought, let's build a tool to help us do tech stuff. Yes. Agreed. But then, of course, and I find this is interesting about where the energy and the money is being put. Mm. We've now had this explosion of art-based AIs. Yeah. Now, you've got to ask yourself, why is there such a focus being put on developing art by AIs? Yeah. Is it because... On some higher philosophical level kind of like a turing test kind of thing you could go oh you, you built an ai that can write code well fuck my ass that's not impressive but if you have an ai that can build art yes then my god it has a soul like this is this the highest oh prin- interesting you know what i mean is this the highest principle It's like if you can make a robot paint a watercolor
0: that that moves you
1: yeah then <laughs> so is this for goal are they on a higher artistic principle going can we make an AI that makes beautiful
0: art or do they hate artists? Because <laughs> like, um, I, I think that, I, I, don't, I don't know is the yeah. answer. But these, like you said earlier, these things were made by tech companies almost trying to prove that they could make them rather yes. than really thinking necessarily at this early stage about whether there's any utility, yeah. right? But there's a lot of imagery Out there, there's potentially more imagery on the internet than there is text. I don't know whether that's true, but there's a lot of imagery out there, right? Um, If you could make something that could make pictures, it would be very easy to train it, um, because there's so many pictures out there. Literally, Mm. the internet is just full of pictures. So if you let an AI loose on the internet and it basically used the entire internet as a training ground, which I don't think they can do, but let's just say it could do that, then. Then an obvious, the obvious two things for it to make are text things mm. and picture things. That's mm. that's really all there is. And I think they thought at first, huh? Wouldn't it be, wouldn't a, a really impressive visual export be a picture? Because if you could say a, a a piece of software has made a picture, that's a very impressive thing to immediately be able to go look at and go, wow. It, yeah, because it has because a layperson
1: isn't going to look at like a wall of code and go, I oh, I understand that why that code exactly.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. So and, and even writing right, not to diminish your entire. Oh no, field. please do no, no, please, no. I think but, it's so important. Yeah. <laughs> Chat GPT could write content, and yeah. I've seen it do it. You can even ask it to add a tone to it. You can say yeah. like, write a cheery product uh, paragraph marketing uh, blurb yeah. for this toothpaste brand. And it will just go, bam, and it's just a paragraph mm. there. And it's done a really good job of copywriting. You tweak a few grammar, grammar errors, good to go, yeah. right? Um, but a layperson might look at that paragraph and sort of go, I don't know what makes sort of good writing mm. better than bad writing. It's kind of everyone can make writing. Yes, everyone no, can write. No, I agree. I I've been saying this for years. They yeah. can. And, yeah. and it's
1: interesting that we've started out in the realm of comics. Mm. Because what greater battleground is there between arcs and and works yeah like I'd so like true. I'd like yeah. to say that the two disciplines are not at war because they, they really should be complimenting each other yeah but you have to admit there is this eternal struggle between the two like yeah. comics are an inherently visual medium yeah and you know when you're getting to know people in the comics field it's really like are you a writer? Are you an artist? Are you one of these rare breeds who can do both? Yeah, you know? indeed. Yeah. And if you're a writer, particularly when you're starting out, it's like there's this desperation to find artists. Yes. And also, maybe if you're just going out, a recognition that, like, artists cost money. Oh, yeah. And this is now a barrier to you getting to your creative goals. And I think
0: this is where we're starting to end up. Yeah, you now. have this
1: tension now where I think, maybe it's not in, based on individuals, but maybe culturally, on a subconscious level, people with a... I'm gonna be charitable here and say a vision resent artists. Because they're the ones who can realise it. They have the talent.
0: Yeah. Because we like visual things as humans. We really do. And I, yeah. I I think that actually, we like visual things as humans as a phrase. That might be the sum total of the answer is why come after art? Yeah. Right? Because because art because so often what what these um what these AI bots are making mm. isn't actually art, but it's like it's made a photo. It looks like a photo. It looks like yes. a photo real yes. image. Uh, But it's a photo that no one ever took of nothing that ever existed. But it looks photo real because it's been trained on photos. So it can just make photos of things that aren't real. Mm. Um, You know, in two, three years time, it'll be so good that I'll be able to say, make a photo of a car with human legs, you know, uh, uh, with me at the wheel, you know. New (laughs) fetish unlocked. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And to be honest, I could probably put that into some AIs now, but it would look, a bit janky, yeah. But I'm I'm going to be able to have a photo photo real with no jank at all version of that image, and it will look as though someone took a photo of yeah. this impossible scene. Because of course we're not far away
1: from that. No, really, now. We're not. And, and maybe if you had a modicum of Photoshop skills, you'd get like a slightly janky image, and you could tidy it up a bit. Yeah, you know, to yes, get exactly indeed. what you
0: want it to be. Yeah. But what I'm getting at is that yeah, we in, we inherently want visual things, yeah. And there are a handful of people in the world. It is a minority of people in the world with the talent. Or the style that we and we'll talk about style in a minute, but that that we want to be able to visually realize our vision. Because everyone, like everyone says, don't they? Everyone's got a book in them. Everyone's got everyone's got a story or a vision, a yeah, thing they want to yeah. make. But not everyone has the visual uh um, illustrative talent. Yes, yeah, yeah, to quite. bring that thing yes, visually quite, to life. Yeah. And like you say, comics are all about like <laughs> it's a visual medium that's that's sort of steered and governed by non-visual people in a funny sort of way because although there's a lot of visual people involved in comics so often uh, the starting point of a comic will be a writer who is in a way frustrated by the yes. fact that they can't make their thing visual no 100 but they have no. this incredible vision and idea of of how it could look and now they have this it is a frustration a frustrating battle to bring that thing to life and i think that's why we're talking about ai today because we By being so integrated into comics, and you being a writer and me being an artist, we can see this tension, this war between writing and art. Writing being putting a prompt into a thing. Art being the the thing you get out of it. We can see that. So there's... uh, I I think I remember somebody...
1: i hearing somebody say that, like, when this... Because we talked about the genie being out the bottle. Yeah. Like, the fact is, these companies have released these pieces of software effectively for free. Yes. There's a couple you have to pay for.
0: Yeah, or you're subscribed to get premium yeah. content for. But or, yes. the, or maybe
1: there's a couple which are like, here's like a free trial online. It's a bit basic. If you want the full package, you have to apply to be in the beta testing group. Yes, exactly. Because yeah. right now, they want a massive they want a massive user group. Yeah. They want bodies using this stuff. That's why it's such a free-for-all right now. Because it gets better the more it's used. It gets better the more it's used. Yeah. They want, and they want eyes on it. They want press. They want these weird little stories. They're kind of being... I don't want to say they're being... It's not evil. uh, But they know what they're doing. when very cynical. You hand, effectively, a room of children, you're handing them loaded guns. You're saying, go wild. Because they want these slightly controversial news stories. They do. They want somebody to win an art prize because they submitted an AI-generated piece of artwork. They want some hack to publish a children's book that was written and illustrated by AI. These are all real examples that have happened. I and, know, you know, and I know. because they want eyes on it. Yeah. They want eyes on it. So at the same time, if you're sitting on this tech, it's very hard to hold this stuff back. Yes. There's a certain inevitability to it. Like yeah. this is if you don't do this, it will happen. So And
0: a lot of the argument is don't get in the way of change. Yes. Right? We've had huge revelatory technological advances over the years. Yep. And every time they've, they've occurred, and I can't call an example to mind, but people have said, this is, like automation is a really good example, yep. right? People used to do manual labor. And machines came along. People like, people are going to lose jobs. Yeah. The fact of the reality is people did lose jobs. We recovered over decades. By discovering how a work economy works alongside machines, yeah. and now there is a big, you know, um, uh, people out of work problem in the world still, and part of that might be due to automation, but we have kind of stabilised that yeah. a little bit over time. So people are always like, "Don't get in the way of technological advancement." This is just the latest technological advancement. It's a tool. No one's coming for your job, yeah. mate. That's the that's the thing we're told to suck up.
1: Yes, and I, if you'd asked me, like a few weeks ago. I I honestly felt that I wasn't too worried. Yes. Because I felt, if you're trying to stand out in a crowd right now, it is already hard. Yeah. Like, there are 10 million writers, like, out there. There are a billion artists. There are a billion stories. Like, standing out has always been the challenge. Yes. So I wasn't too worried. Because I was like, you know, so what if now everyone's using AI? Yeah. A good story we'll will still, still be a good story.
0: Like... And, I, and I'd like to say that, regardless of anything that happens in the coming decades, yeah. I think that's still true. Now, the thing that does...
1: I'm not sure if worry is the right word, because it's going to happen, and there'll be a certain inevitability to it. The thing that frustrates me deeply, and this goes back to somebody saying, it's not the artists who are going to be the problem, it's going to be the bad actor non-artists moving into this space. Yes. Because and this is what we've talked extensively about. Because now what we're seeing is the crypto bros. Yeah. The NFT guys.
0: The people who are always chasing this web 3.0 way to get rich quick scheme. They don't give a shit about genuine creative worth or making no. a really awesome art story product. They don't care about that. No. They care about making money, having a side hustle. Yes. Right. So
1: there is a a substantial group of people who I would imagine fit into this this category, who have never picked up a pencil in their life, have never had an artistic thought in their life, and don't value it either. Don't value. Oh god, no. no, no, no! It's a commodity. Yeah, and but have gone. So you're telling me that there are artists who, right now, let's just come back to the, the pornography thing, who draw semi erotic images and then earn money in return on their Patreon. By uh, subscriptions via uh, paid deviant art
0: accounts Just- to clarify the reason we're bringing up pornography specifically is yeah. because it is one of the most successful ways yes. to turn art into money
1: astonishingly lucrative w- w- yeah. without question yeah.
0: because a- other ways of, of of turning art into money is having to be incredibly creative and do something unusual and weird storytelling wise art wise that blows breaks the mold and blows the mind but everyone always wants porn and yes. if you can draw porn like reasonably realistically and draw situations that are erotic and exciting for people, you will, regardless of how creative you are, you will probably always make money off Yes, as long as the art is good.
1: So suddenly, this is wild to me, there's been an explosion of uh, people, accounts which are only like a month old, two months old, who have already a massive following on Instagram, Patreon, DeviantArt, uh, because once a day they generate a sexy image. Yes. And the thing I find absolutely wild I can't wrap my head around is that they are doing this with a commercially available piece of software. Yes. That they have not ripped the hood off. Nope. And they are not... It can just do this. They are not doing out the gate. original coding. Nope. They, are, so they, don't, they don't have to know technically anything So where? All. And I'm like... So they just write a prompt. So I'm like, where is the skill then yes because they would call themselves an ai artist they would sadly yes and but that's a
0: worrying term which i think needs to be yeah talked about but they're prompting they're writing prompts to a machine that comes out the box so what i've seen uh, in some cases of people generating like incredible artwork is that in in ai is uh, is there'll be comments underneath it and someone will go oh tell me what the prompts are for this yes and so what what they're saying is that comment, that commenter is essentially saying is, yes, I have access to the same software you have, but I can't get it to make the cool things you're making. Yeah. So tell me what your secret is, and the secret extends only to an objective finish point, which is the prompts they put in. Mm. If you put the same prompts in, you won't get the exact same image because, because it's different every time. Yeah, yeah, because it's different every time. But you'll probably get very close. And the reason that their prompts, maybe this artist's prompts, are better than the commenter's success he's had so far with the machine, is probably because that original artist, and I hate using that word because I haven't done any no. art, has used the prompts in a potentially a more creative way. Now, for example, a good example of this is I came up with Colossal, right? And Colossal is an, uh, is, a, is an RPG which is set in a weird world. The world is weird because I came up with a setting that was unusual, that yeah. no one had seen before. Yes. But before I illustrated any of Colossal, I had that setting in my head, which means creatively I had a leg up, say, over someone else because i come up with an idea that maybe no one else had come up with yeah. at that point if i had turned to ai instead of illustrated it myself i could have put that unique concept that i'd put into prompts and made a piece of artwork the likes of which no one had ever seen before mm. and that would have been <laughs> to some extent due to my creativity over another man's creativity yeah. because i was able to think of something or conceive of something more interesting so, on one level, there is an element of creativity to writing a prompt a yes. good prompt to create a good image, yeah, and that's what's so fascinating to me is that even though this is super democratized, you get people going, tell me your prompts," because they can't think of this stuff for themselves, yeah, which is kind of hilarious to me and and and
1: and the problem is like every time you bring up I don't mean you personally, I mean, but every time we discuss this and we bring up a real-life case, yeah. a voice in the back of my head goes, I can think of the counter-argument. Yeah, I can yeah. think of the reason of why, no, 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 your position is invalid. This is creative. Because, I'm thinking about myself, 10, 12 years ago, very first comics I ever commissioned, I had an idea for how I wanted these characters to look. Yeah. I did a crude drawing, yes. you know, kind of made it look as good as I, with my skills, could make it. And then I paid an artist and I said, please draw this in your style and make it look good. Yes. So I'm sure
0: the tech bro would turn around and say... That's the same. How is this any different? Yes, agreed. And I'll tell you how it's different, John. Please, (laughs) yeah. Um, You paid a human being uh, to do that using their skills that they'd spent their entire life developing. And they could therefore pay their mortgage and put food on the table.
1: Mm. And it could be said that that artist is bringing a degree of... Style, Yes. Their human uh, subjective interpretation about what makes a good picture, they're bringing that to it. Yeah. Because, I mean, there's so many avenues you could go down here. Another kind of weird thing about the AI thing is that it's almost regressing to a mean. Yes. We're, we're getting... Um, we've talked about this, haven't we? Yeah. So, so one uh, kind of tech bro, AI, soft, soft core, sexy lady artist... Yeah. Is almost indistinguishable from another because they have to try and get a realistic quality because they're going to be more successful because they're thinking. using the same artwork. Yes, you know, are yeah. using they use the same base for same training software. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so if one person goes, draw me a, uh, and it's always like it's always like a mid shot. It's always like a thigh to head kind of. Yeah. Yes, and there are technical reasons yeah. I think why it so, struggles with knees. Yeah. So if one person says, <laughs> draw, draw me a hyper real uh, blonde woman with a sexy body. Yeah. And two people put that prompt in, they'll be different. They will be. But they will look vaguely similar.
0: They will look as though and I'm gonna say this very, very uh inverted comma Z, but it'll look like they're drawn from the same hand. Yes. 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 Even though they were drawn by no hand.
1: And is this because if you ran every conceivable piece of artwork labelled girl through a AI, it looks at ten million pictures. Like is this just it literally if you took the average of everything you will just end up with this one generically conventionally attractive face. Yes. That now becomes the gold standard for just what beauty is. Yes. Yeah. But also,
0: I think, and I, I think what's interesting about you bringing this up is that it pushes us into the territory of the most recent thing we discussed, which is style. Yeah. How do you copyright, patent, control your visual style?
1: Okay, this is you wish to talk about this. This yes. is big. Yeah.
0: Because you mentioned the point that uh these, these AIs that are creating sexy ladies, for example, are trained on a pool of, of mm. artists, right? And we, we know for a fact, actually, what this pool is, because there is a website on the internet called ArtStation, mm-hmm. and ArtStation hosts many accounts by some of the most famous digital artists in the world real superstars real, real, superstars. real superstars they are stars, earning yeah. they are earning big money because they draw incredibly or paint incredibly well digital paint incredibly well two of these names are Art Germ, as he's known but he's Stanley Lau okay and Ilya Kuvshinov who are two superstar digital artists and both of them are I mentioned both of these because they do pinups of girls. Yeah, right. That's their—that's kind of their whole thing. They will draw incredible, anatomically, you know, accurate, beautifully painted women. And this is where we get this kind of like this hyper-real concept. Yes, where it
1: doesn't look like a. I'm using very basic language here. It doesn't look like an anime girl. Like, no. it doesn't look quite like a photo. No,
0: but you can tell it's not real. But at the same time, it's real enough for, for it to be uh, visually very stimulating, exciting, titillating. Yeah. The word's what you want to use. But they don't make porn, these two. I don't I don't, I don't want to tar them with that brush. No. They just make very... No, I need a better word for this. It's sometimes, because it isn't pornography. It's almost like a kind of... As- Pin-ups, as- I guess. Pin-up-y, as- yeah. esthetically yes. just uh, attractive people. You know. But the, the important point is Stanley Lau and Ilya kushanov both digitally paint pin-up ladies yes but their styles are very different from one another mm. right so I, I could tell you uh, if you gave me two paintings one by each but i didn't know who was who i could tell you which was the earlier one and which was the standing one i could do that yeah right because i know there's two artists yes um and 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 once I told you any layperson what Stanley style was like and Ilya style was like, you could do it too. Yes, right. Yeah. Now there are what I consider to be the worst AIs out there.
1: This is egregious. This I is didn't...
0: this is without <laughs> no matter <laughs> yeah. where you stand on the argument of whether or not it's a tool and it's not getting it's not coming for artists. This I think is objectively illegal and and immoral. Right. There are AI softwares out there where you can click on a drop down menu. And it says, which artist's style would you like this export to be in? And Ilya's name will be there, and Stanley Lau's name will be there. And there'll be a whole re, maybe 10, maybe 20, of named, specifically named, superstar digital artists out there. And when you click Stanley Lau, the exported AI image will be generated in his style. And it is hard to process this information
1: without anything but fury. Indeed, I'm disgusted by this. There is yeah.
0: no other way to look at this fact, and I'm sorry. I'm going to be objective now, and I don't, I don't give, <laughs> kind yeah. of don't give a shit because I'm angry about it. There is no other way to look at this than they are coming after Stanley Lau specifically by adding that in. And That's my perspective on that. And I, yeah, and this is where I think
1: you're. And, and I think with this particular example, because uh, this is the this is the sparkle.
0: They, is I don't that, actually know the name of the AI tool that does this. Sure, okay, but I think it's a few. It's a few. okay. I've seen so screenshots of it. I know it for a fact that it exists. I think. I don't know how they would justify
1: this, but I'd love to hear I, that. I think this is this weird like, four chan kind of just an archic. Thinking, yes. where they're like the internet is the wild west we're not coming for Ilya kushinov we're not coming for art germ we wish them no ill will but everything on the internet is fair game yes. and we're going to do this until we're stopped that's the idea because until there is a legal ruling exactly this is the wild west until somebody fights this in court this is not going to stop no and i i uh because you showed me this app and i i it'd be bad enough to just go hey, draw me, a, draw me uh, art in the sky of Ilya Yeah. And everyone goes, my God, it's amazing. 10,000 likes. Yeah. Doubly grotesque is that that person with that account on the app now becomes a star. Yeah, on the app. And has a following because they're good at typing in, copy this artist. Yes.
0: And of course, the, of course, the art's blowing up on yeah. there, because Ilya Kushinov's artwork is lovely. Yes, because so it's, of course yeah. it's blowing up, because it's blowing up there as well, because it's basically like he drew it, but he didn't. And the thing that's,
1: you know, we, we've been, and I don't know, I'm not a legal expert here, and we've talked about this, but like, copyright, copyright infringement, IP infringement trials are all based on you have stolen my character...
0: Or art, specifically.
1: Yeah, 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 my intellectual property. Something I made. So you have copied uh, a character I yep. created, or maybe you have directly forged a picture I drew. Yes. So, like, uh, you know, if... Uh, Something
0: that pre-existed, you made another copy of.
1: Yeah, so if somebody... Uh, I'm trying to think of a living artist like David Hockney. Yeah. Like, if somebody uh, made an imitation of David Hockney and tried to sell it at an at auction as a fraud, yep. you know, that's a crime. Yes. And we know that. We can objectively see why that yes. is a crime. Now, my question is, has there been any precedent for somebody suing a forger, a scammer, uh, 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 a copyright infringer, for stealing someone's style. Yes. Creating a new
0: body of work. But clearly aping, imitating and, and profiting off of yeah. the market penetration of the style of yeah. that artist. Because copyright and trademark and all that kind of crap is so
1: weird. They've always said that you can't copyright an idea. No. But you can copyright a thing
0: yes. that you've made yeah. using that idea. I think the answer to your question, is there a legal precedent for this? As far as I'm aware of, but I don't know all legal precedents. As far as I'm aware of, no. Because I have no idea how you could um, uh, litigate a situation that is... Basically subjective, entirely subjective, right? Because the the defendant could say, "Well, yeah, sure, my work is reminiscent of David Hockney. Yeah, David Hockney doesn't really have a style, but let's say Art germ Yeah, right? yeah, sure, my work's reminiscent of Art germ But I also read loads of comics and I and I watch loads of movies and I take inspiration from everywhere. And you know, <laughs> Your Honor, I basically could have ended up here by accident, mm. and that's very very hard to dispute. This is this is where it gets so tricky. The difference is though." And this is, and I am gonna, I am gonna come into the, the grey area in a minute. But when it comes to clicking on Artgerm's name from a drop down, yeah, menu, now that's
1: clear There's a data trail. Yeah,
0: right. So if Artgerm took one of these pieces to court, that one of the creators of one of these pieces, or or indeed the software as a whole, which I think he could do by the way, yeah, took them to court, they go, well, you know, it's a subjective thing, isn't it? Art, Ooh, you, you can't be sure you modelled it on me. Artgerm could go, no. Because you clicked art germ, you clicked the art germ button. Yeah. So you did model it on me. That that's a fact. Yes. That's an objective fact. Now, you, yeah. The issue, the issue, the grey area I want to get into is: what if you trained an AI on? Twenty superstar digital artists, Artgerm and and Ilya included, right? Yeah. And what was outputted was something that was reminiscent of Artgerm's style, but now was made from a conglomeration. Well, this is the weird thing because I've heard certain artists.
1: I think uh, I don't know how you pronounce her name. Loish, Loish, yeah. yeah, or
0: Loish. I can't, I can't, yeah. But I think somebody like she's a, another superstar digital artist. Yeah, it
1: might have been her. I think she pointed out that like she shown she held up some examples of AI art and said. While this is not a copy of me, look at the hair. Yes, and going, She has a very distinctive way of drawing. Going yeah. like that is how I draw hair yeah. to the point where I think if you sh- if you did blind testing, not blind testing, but you know what I mean. Like I think if you showed it to uh, lay people, they would go, "Oh, they're drawn by the same people." Yeah. So the AI is plucking an element of her art. Lois was in
0: that list. Ah, yeah. that I saw in yeah. the yeah. screenshot. There we go. Yeah. Um, because she's she's the same level yeah. as Art German and Nelia. So, but,
1: but this is the weird thing. It's like you know, uh, uh, using comics mm. as an example. Yeah, this is, and this is the, the way well, you go there's always a bloody counter argument and um, this is why this is so difficult because like look at Frank Whiteley yep Frank Whiteley has a very 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 distinct style incredible style to the yeah. point where I can pick his art out of a lineup. oh like, yeah anywhere yeah. sometimes I can look at like the way he draws a line and go like <laughs> that's a very Frank Whiteley that's line that's a Frank line <laughs> but if you as an artist uh, an aspiring artist had grown up ad- loving and admiring Frank Whiteley and like not copying but drawing great Inspiration from his work to the point where people would, as you started to make a name for yourself, say, Oh, his work is quite esque. Yes. An example would be Chris Burnham. Oh, right. Uh, who uh, did a lot of work on uh, Batman with Grant Morrison. Grant Morrison famously, having worked with Frank Quitely on Batman a lot, oh. and while Chris Burn, I, I, God, I want to make it very clear, I am not accusing Chris Burn of anything because he is an astonishingly talented artist. But a lot of people have said his art is reminiscent of Quitely's. I'm not saying he's copied it. He just has a very similar style, very detailed. He's great. He's a, yeah. he's a hell of a talent.
0: But this happens, like you get superstar artists. Yeah. Uh, Hewlett's a good example, Jamie Hewlett, yeah. who designed Tank Girl and the Gorillas, um, and they become uh, cultural artistic touchstones and you get the term Hewlett-esque Quietly esque. Yes, and, and 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 what happens is you get this sort of pyramid where they're at the top, and then there's this sort of like sector underneath them where a lot of artists they don't copy him, certainly not. No, and and even then, that you can tell that Hewlett hasn't drawn it, but you would say, oh, that's that's Hewlett esque because maybe the way they did a grin, or the way they did some eyes, or the way the character's a bit hunched in the shoulders, or something like that. Yeah, you would go, oh, that's got a Hewlett quality to it, and maybe he wasn't the originator of those things, but he popularized them and made yes. them famous. Yeah. and so as a result, he becomes a sort of he it becomes a way in which we contextualize and describe other art. Yes. Because it's a useful shorthand to say it's Hewlett-esque. Yes, no, that's a very good No, that's a very good point of as yeah, yeah, I yeah, get it, yeah. But I would still say that most of those artists are still having to do all the fucking <laughs> hard mm. work, you know, because they had to translate Hewlett is, is, is a master of body language and dynamic anatomy. He's really good at those things. Yeah. So if you want to ape or imitate a bit of Hewlett, get a bit of Hewlett energy into it, you've got to be really good. You're going to have to be top of your game in and order so, to do so. And, and in each case, it is a
1: human making these choices. Indeed. And I think, as I, despite what people might like to claim, the AI is not making choices. No. No, it has a series of checkboxes which so, are being pushed into it by other people. Yeah. So to, to some extent, there is something in its back end and I'm grossly simplifying it, but when it generates a piece of art, it will have a piece, something in there that will say 36% accuracy to an Ilya Kushinov picture. <laughs> yeah. Like it will yeah. have a... 48 percent accuracy to a, a lowish picture yes you know what i mean like it is it, it will has have parameters yes so it, it in its mind it is black and white yeah. that it is copying it is referencing
0: so one one way to look at this is is consent the issue right yeah so that there's this pool of artists that it's been trained on have those artists given consent to their art to be used in this way mm. now that could be how you litigate this yes because if if the law comes down, and I'm really hoping the law comes down very soon on this because we need to. We need I, some I, rulings. I, yeah, I'm yeah. not saying we need to smash this thing to bits, but I am saying that we need to control the fun, right? Because, uh, like you said, it's a load of kids with loaded guns. Yeah. Um, if the ruling comes down that, you know, you have to consent to your art to be included yes. into this system. We'll enter into the realms of royalty-free stuff, right? Loads of people make content that's royalty-free. They make music, they make art, they make photography. They're happy for that stuff to be used, and sometimes it's free, royalty-free. If you see what I mean? Yeah. So it's like they're happy to make loads of content that will just be used by people. It's like it's like deliberately yeah. made to be thrown around and messed about with by other people. But once again, and this is. <sighs>
1: they're making itemized things
0: with they distinct
1: are. boundaries. So if someone makes a, a, a three-minute sci-fi backing track that is free for somebody to use <laughs> in their video, that is a product. It's a product. Even if it's free. But yes. now if someone could then feed their entire oeuvre into an AI and now it would endlessly generate tracks in that person's style. That
0: person is now irrelevant. Useless. I don't know if that person would feel the same way about it. This is the thing, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. But either way, I do feel like consent is a major part of this, yeah. because part of the ArtStation problem is, and ArtStation's getting really blasted for this, because ArtStation was what, this, this website that was used as a training platform for a lot oh, of Oh, did AIs. they consent to it? Well, ArtStation consented to, a, uh, so an AI uh, bro or whatever yes. came to them and were like, can we use your website as, as a training board? And somebody at the platform was like, yes. yes. And in the terms and conditions of every artist who ever created an ArtStation account, there is a, a clause that says, we can use your art to some extent, however we want. And ArtStation saw this as an example of that. We can use your art, Loish, ArtGerm, Ilya, we can use your art however we want. And the way we decided to use it this time is to hand it over to this, this AI company. And this is the spirit of the
1: law versus the letter of the law. Indeed. Because the letter of the law says, you signed... Those rights away. Yes, and the spirit of the law might say we I can never consider- imagined that this is how you would exactly, use it. Yeah. exactly. Yeah. And of
0: course, a new legal uh, precedent could force ArtStation to add a new clause in yeah. that says whether or not you accept to be included into AI training. Because I, because because uh, if we look, if we talk about lawsuits and what's
1: happening right now, yeah, uh, the, I think there's a few in the works. And the problem is, and this is always the problem with with the, the bloody legal system, is it is prohibitive to those who can't afford it. Yes. Uh, and so even if you can afford Could it... And of course,
0: artists are famously poor. <laughs> yes. And this is what makes
1: the, the tech bros muscling on, in on this so grotesque. Yeah. Because they're yeah. seeing they can make money off... Because clearly, these artists have got it easy. Yes. Yeah. Because clearly, clearly, artists are just rolling in it, you know. <gasps> um, but, like, there's a big court case coming through uh, where Getty Images is suing some of these platforms for effectively kind of without permission. Yes. Or, or they would argue... I'm sure the tech bro would argue ah but they're in the public domain yeah. and Getty were like not for this son no. so this is being fought and as I heard it uh, um, some some people more informed than I said you shouldn't always be happy with what Getty does <laughs> but they have a certain power and force behind them to take this this trial yeah. which means that it will potentially benefit other people yeah that's true uh, so so we have one platform fighting uh, uh, a tech uh, company Yeah. And as another case study, we also have this incredibly specific case in the field of
0: comics now. Yes, this is really interesting.
1: Where we have a creator suing, or fi- I don't know quite how it works, but effectively battling the US Copyright Office <laughs> over whether their AI-illustrated
0: comic can be copyrighted. Now, they—they they, this creator, this artist, and I yeah. put that in heavy inverted yeah. commas, um, was up front that their comic was created by AI. Yeah, and and to set the scene, the thing I find really weird,
1: uh, it's different in the UK versus the US. Patent is different to trademark, which is different to copyright. Absolutely. Copyright is universal and instant. Yes. So you don't, in the UK, despite what some websites will tell you, need to apply for copyright on a thing. If you can prove a trail in your creation of that product, it is yours. And it's very easy to prove that. You're protected. Yeah. Now, in the US... I don't know if it's different. There's apparently a copyright office.
0: Yes, I believe there is. I think you have to apply for it. So
1: I can't remember her name, and frankly I don't want to dignify her by (laughs) naming her here, uh, because this makes me quite angry. Yes. Um, She is a writer, and I think this is why it makes me particularly angry, because this is is like my dark half. This is like the road not (laughs) travelled, where she had a vision for a story, couldn't illustrate it, didn't want to pay an artist, couldn't pay an artist, let's be charitable, so used mid-journey, to illustrate her comic. Right. Probably panel by panel. Because as you said, it'd be quite hard to tell a, uh, an AI to do a whole comic page. Agreed. So she's yeah. probably like, panel one, this, and then she's maybe assembling it. Yeah, probably, yeah. So she, she made this comic, submitted it to the US Copyright Office. They said, yeah, congrats, yeah, cop- copyright granted. And on the cover, she said, this is by my name. Yeah. And also Mid Journey. She credited Mid Journey as an artist almost. Yes. yes. So she's made her comic, submitted it to the Copyright Office, they granted copyright. She then took to Instagram, or whatever platform, I believe it was Instagram, and started bragging, quite publicly, this is a major landmark for AI artists, oh, because God. the US copyright has just granted me copyright on my AI-illustrated comic. This is
0: a proud day. This proves that a, that, that you can copyright AI artwork.
1: And she, sh- and she is up front and centre, open, proud Shameless, like I, I did this, and it is a good thing. And the
0: wild thing that she thinks that that is a good precedent that she yeah. said is absolutely wild. To yes, me. absolutely insane.
1: And she would argue that this is freedom for people who have the vision but not the tools. The democratization of those who cannot draw. Yes. Yeah. So that post got a ton of attention because yep, she probably, probably had a bit of a and following, bad. and also imagining a lot of the tech bros and news icons. Agencies were picking up on this because this is this is a uh, this, is, news this is day zero now. Yes, everything's right. possible. Yeah, to which the copyright office see this post and go, Hang on a minute, we didn't understand what the hell mid journey was. You drew this with an AI, we reject your copyright, we've taken Great. it away. And immediately she's like. We're taking you to court. Yes. And now all her posts are be not her posts, but all her statements are coming via her lawyer. Interesting. And isn't that interesting that she had she lawyered up immediately? Yeah. Almost as if she was waiting for this fight. Yes.
0: Like she was almost surprised that she was granted copyright to start with. Yes. She was hoping to have a battle on her hands. Yeah. She didn't get one. She decided to go to social media to, to to publicize her triumph, only to then get the battle she'd probably already been prepared for all this time. Yes. And I, I want, agree this is egregious and, and I want to put a
1: pin in this and say uh, just, just let's just let's just note here that whatever she will end up paying in legal fees, even if she wins and, and I don't know gets some money back or whatever, will be astronomical compared to what she could have spent on paying an artist <laughs> like <laughs> that's so true she's lawyered yeah. up
0: yeah and 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 also worryingly I, I will be watching this court case closely because if she does win it is a precedent yeah and it will become a precedent that now the, the, there'll be no way that you can stand against it, because it's like, well, you know, we ruled before, mm. so we'll rule again, and and you can copyright AI-generated artwork.
1: And US uh, high-ranking judges are historically uh, very conservative, uh, get very confused by things they don't really understand. Yeah. That could
0: actually work in our favour, though. Oh, it could. Because I'd imagine a more conservative judge would probably value traditional values. They don't typically like artists, conservatives, <laughs> but... Uh, they could see this scary, weird, techie robot presence as something that doesn't sit well with their 1950s mm. viewpoint and therefore will shut it down kind of thing. Yeah. Maybe. That could work in our favour. I they actually think she will lose. Yeah. I'm pretty confident she will. I think she she'll will. make
1: a... But but again... I, I, and I, she'll I, make a splash. Though. And the really, really disgusting
0: thing about it is it just shows it was never about the comic. Yes. That's it was, so true. It was never about the comic. This was about making a point. There's another good controversy that's very now as well, which is about uh, Corridor Digital's video. Yes. Which uh, which uh, basically, Corridor Digital I special effects uh, sort of like indie special effects YouTube channel, but they're huge. They've got a yeah. massive following on YouTube, one of the biggest YouTubers on, yeah. on the platform. And their whole gimmick is they, they sort of try and do Hollywood level special effects on short films that they make. But on a very small scale they yeah. prove how democratized the technology is and everything and they, they're very good they know they know what they're doing they recently made a video where they shot the entire video with actors in costumes against a green screen they did all of that work mm. then they fed every single frame of this video it's a short video into an ai to turn themselves into kind of cartoon versions of the real actors yes yes in a way to sort of create animation Without having to use animators. Yes. So what ended up happening is that the actors ended up looking like cartoon versions of the actors. And it kind of ended up looking like a bit like an anime, a Japanese cartoon. Mm. But the way they did this was by training their AI that created every frame of their animation on a jumble of 80s and 90s screenshots of anime from the time. Things that have and continue to have a very uh, specific style. Agreed. Yes, a few animes by the same hand, same artist, a yeah. few others that just have a style that's similar to that artist's. Yes. Thing. But they claimed that they were just basically grabbing uh, imagery that is freely available on the internet. And again, back to this Wild West 4chan mm. kind of like argument. Oh, it's all out there, mate. You know, it's, it, it's yeah. mine to use if I want. Grabbed all of these screenshots of of art of, of anime that was is like 40 years old at this point, you know. Argue they would argue no one cares. Mm. <laughs> very, very specific styles though. Hundreds of screenshots. They trained their AI on that. Yes. And so therefore, the cartoon versions of these actors that were generated by this looked like a hodgepodge, but a very tight hodgepodge of those styles. Yes. And then what they ended up creating was something they entirely created themselves, they trained their own AI. And they shot every single part of it. It was a huge amount of work that they did. And the result is very slick and very stylish. Mm. It's a bit janky because Mm. the AI is still obviously making mistakes. But the whole thing looks very slick and stylish. And there's a whole camp of people who are like, wow, this is revolutionary. This is going to change how an animation look. Because I'd argue it isn't animation because you're still filming live action. This is a a revolutionary way that animation can be created. And then there's a whole other chunk of people who are like, you did not ask for consent from those artists that you trained your AI on. And it comes down to. You've stolen their style.
1: Yeah, and this is this is the thing where this is like a new crime. If it is a crime. You know what I mean? This yes, is a, it's new, a, a uh, new crime. Yeah. Like, <laughs> this is like a new offence. If yeah. it is an offence. Because. Uh, like, here's the thing. Like, um, uh, Weird Owl. Weird Owl yeah. Yankovic. Um, oh, here's a good. Yeah. Known for doing parodies. Yes. And he always said, like, he never did a parody that he didn't get permission to do. Sure. Yeah. So, uh, you know. Um, Nirvana, smells like Teen Spirit, does, smells like Nirvana. And the joke, it's the same tune, but the joke is that you can't understand what they're saying. <laughs> so, uh, so Weird Al had different categories of songs. He would do direct parodies. Yep. He would do uh, polkas, yes. which are just like, you know, like, a, like a, played, a popular tune played in a different style. Yep, yep, yep. He would do uh, original tracks, like yes. br- just, just make his own music, brand new original Weird Al Yankovic tracks. He would also do a thing he called a style parody. Interesting. So he has a song called Dare to Be Stupid. It's a Weird Al Yankovic song done in the style of the band Devo.
0: Right. It yeah. is not
1: a copy of a Devo song.
0: But it sounds like a Devo song. Yes.
1: And it is evoking the styles and vibes and themes of Devo. So very elaborate music videos, like yeah. uh discordant tunes, that sort of thing. Yeah. Like uh yeah. and everybody gets it instantly. Yeah. And of course it's Weird Al, Devo Love It. No one's hurt. Everyone's having a good time.
0: Weird Al's got a lot of uh, goodwill. But it is a style parody. Yes. Which is like a thing which I don't think anyone else does. And now we're in the lands of visual style parodies. Yes. Well, well, it is parody because Corridor's video isn't really intended to be a serious animation. No. It's intended to be a goofy kind of piss take of of 80s and 90s anime. But, but uh, we can come back to that. Yeah. Yeah. But but the issue is, I guess, that someone else might use it to make something that's very serious and and, and very not a parody. And, not, and and and. But I don't think even parody necessarily excuses what they've done, unless you look at it through the Weird Al lens, where it's like, oh, we're doing a visual style like homage yeah. knockoff parody like is does that make it okay
1: well uh do you remember um i've I've talked about something i've heard before on uh, the comic lab podcast with brad geiger and dave kellett yeah they were talking about fan art yeah which i think is the closest fan art is really a really good analog the closest controversial subject we have to probably define fan
0: art real quickly
1: yeah so um like uh particularly in the field we're in in the field of artists and comics and stuff um uh you might have a style a very, uh, a very, you maybe you're a good artist. You have a style entirely of your own, but your entire oeuvre, your entire output, might be drawing recognizable characters that people enjoy. Yes. Uh, so, so, for example, I-, I have a unique style. Uh, Nick or I have a unique style. I draw Spider-Man. Yes, in my style. And you draw Spider-Man because you like Spider-Man. I do. You like drawing him. Uh, so Monday, you might draw Spider-Man. Release it on on your Instagram. Tuesday, Superman. Then, oh, I don't know, kind of uh,
0: Link from Zelda. Link from
1: Zelda. Character from My Hero Academia. You know, like you love drawing yeah. these characters, and people love seeing them
0: in a new sort of uh, visual approach. Yes. Yeah.
1: But say say that gains you a uh, hundred thousand followers. Yeah. Would you have a fraction of that following if you were drawing original characters?
0: Categorically, no.
1: Because, (laughs) now you might say to yourself, well, me drawing Superman, that's not hurting Warner Brothers. No. But you are instantly benefiting from plugging into a character that Warner Brothers have spent hundreds of millions of pounds promoting. Yes. Like, you are getting free advertising Superman is a cultural icon. Yeah. You did not have to make him a cultural icon. Of course you've got a
0: thousand likes on that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And a non-discerning public... They don't think about these things. I can't blame them for it,
0: but they're just not thinking. No, yeah. And this plays into your point earlier about copyright because you can copyright a character. Yes, Superman's copyright probably is man with curl of hair on his forehead, wearing a red and blue suit with a yellow S on his chest and a red cape. Yeah, flying in the and air.
1: And doubly, they have probably trademarked the S. Almost definitely, yeah. as well. So, so, yeah, so, so you're right. This, yeah. this, however, this is, is how clear-cut. fan art yeah.
0: can be truly uh, litigated against because it is like objectively. Against the law. Yes. Yeah. It, particularly if you well, if you sell it. Well. Specifically.
1: But but this is this we'll is and this goes to the corridor digital thing because the thing that Brad and Dave said is, imagine you have a Disney lawyer standing over your shoulder. This is great. Yeah. At what point do they tell you to stop? Yes. I'm sitting at home. I have a pad of paper. I'm drawing Superman. Yeah. Look le- over my le- shoulder. Lawyers le- like le- it's fine.
0: Yeah, Carry on Draw away my friend Okay
1: um, I scan it into my computer I digitally colour it I make it look really good I upload it to Instagram
0: Yeah The lawyer's there
1: and The lawyer's like mm-hmm. uh,
0: Okay yeah. yeah it's
1: fine yeah. You know uh, it's, it's probably fine uh, I print off 100 copies Of this print On high quality paper And I take them to a convention Because I'm going to be selling them For 5 quid each Now the lawyer's like Hang on sir. The lawyer slams his hand. on the table. Yeah Okay, okay, I won't do that, I won't do that. Uh, what if um, I say this video, uh, you can get this, this picture uh, by subscribing to my Patreon. And your lawyer might go, hang on, son, that sounds a lot like you're selling it. And you're like, okay, well, how about this then? What if I, the picture's free. I'm not selling the picture. It's just on my Instagram. Okay, that's fine. But, but if, if my followers want to support me and f- throw me some money, that's a secondary source of income. The two things are not connected. Right.
0: And this is where the grey
1: area creeps in.
0: Because you're not spent your your customers are not handing over money for the direct receipt of uh copyrighted materials that don't belong to you. Yes. But they are, however, paying you to make copyrighted materials that do not belong to you. Yes. <laughs> and that distinction is apparently enough. And I can see why it's enough legally. It's still a loophole, mm. undeniably a loophole. But but, you know, I can see why that kind of works.
1: Yeah. because... And this goes to the Corridor Digital thing, because it's like, who's being hurt, and when would a lawyer say this is an issue?
0: So, the characters in Corridor Digital's video are not characters from the animes they train their AI on. For for example, one of the notable animes they trained it on is an anime called Vampire Hunter D.
1: Very stylish.
0: Yes, and they they arguably, 75% of the images they trained it on are from Vampire Hunter D. It's got a very noticeable style, and their resultant video looks a lot like Vampire Hunter D. However, Mm. there are iconic characters from that anime, and those characters are not present... In the film that Corridor made,
1: no, but but if you showed it to a layperson, they'd probably go,
0: "Oh, is this a Vampire
1: Hunter D thing?" Yeah, or if you showed them to, "This is Vampire Hunter D, and this is a this is what do you, what anime do you think this is from?" Oh, is that
0: also from Vampire Hunter D? Because they no. look very similar. They do. Don't no, it's funny, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. yeah, that's funny. And here we are into like style. Yeah. Like, style stealing.
1: And Corridor Digi- Corridor Digital would probably go, "We did this as a thought experiment. People yeah. expect this of us. This is our brand. We do weird, provocative stuff." Yes. We are not selling this product. We put it up on YouTube for free. Yeah. Now, it's probably had a million or so views. I think so, yeah. Yeah. How much ad revenue are they gathering from that? Great question. Uh, how much does Corridor Digital make on its Patreon? How... Well, they... they you can subscribe to their website. Oh, okay, so their website. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So how um, much, like, secondary following money huge, do they Huge yeah. probably. Yeah. So it's like, how much of a benefit to your business model is having a YouTube video with 13 million views. A huge benefit, That's going to raise your profile tremendously. That's going to get so many more eyes on your brand. Now, they have successfully, as a lot of people have, broken the connection between the (laughs) thing you're putting out and the money coming in. You are never selling the thing. It's a loophole. Yeah. But the reason this video is getting traction is because people are going like, oh my God it looks
0: just like a 90s anime. Yeah. Even if they're not familiar with Vampire Hunter D. So they are benefiting from pre-existing market penetration of a thing that they did not market or spend the money to market or even create. And going more conceptual, if if it's not the marketing, they are benefiting
1: from the years of training and development of a style that these Japanese anime artists put into. Hand-drawn, by the way. Hand-drawn, making their work so
0: iconic. Yeah. And this is kind of where we are now. Yeah. This is this is this is the front line, I think, because we're at a point where we stealing art germ specific style from a drop-down menu is so blatantly egregious that I don't think that's gonna last much longer. No. But this scarier, weirder, greyer territory of, oh, it's just a style is hugely problematic because and, and this is where it gets deeply personal for me because, like you said earlier, I wasn't that worried about this. Mm. I'm Nick Angel. I'm making my own thing. People come to me for my thing. But conceivably, there will come a time, and I don't think it's that far away, where even someone as small internet-wise as me, someone could write into an AI, make something that looks like Nick Angel's artwork. I
1: think. I think this is. I think this is the the, the truth that exposes the lie here because, like, it's the same with fan art. It's a popularity contest. Mm. And people say, oh, it's about art. It's about, like... uh, uh, Expression. Expression. But isn't it interesting, because, of course, why wouldn't it be, that these AIs are using the tools of the most popular artists out there? Yeah. Now, and again, meaning this in the nicest way, as you rightly said, you don't have that following. No. As your art style. Your art style is not as well known. No, thank God. (laughs) But if interesting, if Out the Gate, uh, uh, Mid Journey had come out, and it had gone for artists such as yourself yeah. without that following that would feel a lot more deeply personal they wouldn't it yeah. really would and everyone would go that's weird but they wouldn't do that and we have sat next to somebody talking about fan art using this as an analogy who said that their biggest challenge ahead of uh, going to a show was working out which character they were going to do fan art of
0: which would be which would make them the money
1: yes and it's not every character under the sun no it's which character from this pool of almost public domain characters... Almost. Almost. Definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> These publicly recognizable characters is going to make me the most money.
0: And this, this is like trend watching, right? Yes. This is like, oh, right now, Chainsaw Man, for example. Yes, anime, yes. Incredibly
1: popular. Should right? I get a bunch of Chainsaw Man prints? Yes. Or should I get a bunch of My Hero Academia prints? What's going to resonate? If
0: I was a fan artist, yeah. I would be thinking, I should probably do a Chainsaw Man print. Yes. Yes. If I, if I was a yeah. fan artist.
1: And we could have said in that moment, and this is like the, the thing I didn't say to that person was why aren't you drawing Jack Fortune?
0: Your character. Yes, who is the main character from my comic.
1: Why aren't you drawing Jack Fortune? And they would have rightfully turned around and said, because nobody knows who that is. Who the fuck is Jack Fortune? Yeah, who the fuck is Jack Fortune? (laughs) And I'm like, oh, so why won't you draw a character that no one knows who it is? And they say, because nobody would buy it. And there we go. And there we go.
0: Yeah, it's not to do with artistic expression. It's not to do with, oh, isn't it a fun experiment to see how my style evolves into different characters? No, because you're only picking characters that sell. And the only reason they sell is because they're already market penetrated by the people who originated and created them. So you are literally, by admission, purely objectively, admitting that the only reason you're drawing these characters is to make money off of their popularity that you had no hand in. Yeah, And I'm sorry, but like... I am not committed. It's not my it's not my position here to come after fan artists because I know it's a grey area. But when you when you're that blatant, as this person particularly that you're talking about is, there's no there's no other answer. There's no other excuse no. for what you're doing. Yeah. I used to draw fan art. When yeah. I was a lot younger, when I was starting out the comic scene, I would have my comics that I draw entirely, and then I had a few prints, and, and typically they were actually Spider-Man and Zelda. I had, yes. I had a print of each. And I used to joke that Zelda that my, that my link print. Um, would pay for my hotel mm. because I would sell so many of those. And I was selling them for like five quid each, just printed on A3 paper. I'd have a stack of them on my table. People be- would walk over and they'd go, ha, that's Link from Zelda. That's cool. Yeah. I'll buy that. And and they would, I would sell enough of those that they would pay my hotel for that, for the con, that show. And one day I consciously, and I tell this story a lot, but and I, I, and I don't say it because I'm like, oh, look how much of a hero I am. I'm, I'm saying it because it's a significant point that that points towards why you would stop drawing fans yeah, it was right? a point in
1: your journey yeah yeah
0: where i was like they're not buying that because of my artistic take style talent ability they're buying it because they recognize him yes and i immediately realized that this was worth nothing to me on my creative journey yeah. and, and and as my development as an artist because while it was a good picture and yeah. you're a
1: good artist you would be eternally nagged by the idea that like it is nothing i am the least important part of this equation yeah. basically yes yeah, yes yeah, exactly yeah
0: and so overnight i didn't take them anymore to shows i didn't take any fan art i only sold my own stuff and my profits I, I probably dropped to a third of what they were and that immediately exposed to me oh my god that's how much money i was making off somebody else's ip yeah the only way i'm ever gonna know if i am an artist of any quality value decency talent whatever you want to call it is by is by doing doing this with my stuff yes and, and I grew it after that. Point. Yeah, and and and, and I was forced to. And you could you could say,
1: and, and there are, there are maybe legitimate questions to be raised about uh, the stranglehold that large corporations have on certain IP. Sure, a corporation has more power, money, and time than an individual. So oh. is it is it fair that you know Disney can enforce their IP so rigorously, whereas you, a star, uh, a new creator out the door, you don't have the resources to defend your IP. True. Now. There are some big questions that can be talked about. That that is that is a question for another day because until the law changes, yeah. you have to apply the law equally to everyone. Yeah, and we could get angry and say it is not fair. Why can't I draw Superman? Yeah, that's a funny thing to be angry about. But yes, yeah, yeah you could be angry. Yeah, about why it, can't I, guess? I sell pictures? Of- but it's like, but if you if you didn't have those
0: restrictions. What's protecting you? you exactly. Because, because I bet when they come for you, yeah. when your comic blows up, yeah. and, then, and you've been a fan artist all your life, but you've also been developing a comic, and then when the fan artists come for you and they start making more money off their pictures of your hero than yeah. you make off your comic, I bet you're going to be yeah. upset.
1: Because I would be... This, this, is, this is not going to happen because the car- my characters do not have this reach. But if somebody started selling Jack Fortune prints without my permission, I'd be livid. Yeah, of course you would. I'd be livid because you are stealing money out of my mouth yeah yeah money and, out of my and, mouth food <laughs> out of my mouth or whatever yeah
0: and you like you're right you have to apply the principles of these rules these laws yeah. unilaterally yes. you have to because otherwise it's one rule for one guy yes. and one rule for someone else and the rule seems to be in favor of the rich person yeah. and that's not on no and, i don't want to live in a world like that and it sucks i get it but like it does suck yeah but it, but also it, you don't need to draw superman no and it cuts both ways i would yeah. much rather that instead of drawing superman you made a new story something i've yeah. never seen before with a character i've never seen with your incredible artistic talent because this is the thing a lot of fan artists are incredible artists very good it's not It's true, like yeah. imagine if they put that energy into something new now a lot of them will say well i can't get any traction online with my original property mm. unless i build a fan base first join yeah. recognizable characters and then introduce that fan base to my cool yeah. thing now i will to a degree accept that yes because they're not selling like so for example if they weren't selling that fan art but they were instead just using it as a way to popularise themselves online. There's still a grey area here because, of course, the only way, surely you as an artist know that you have any artistic merit or value is by not drawing fan art, as I discussed earlier. But, okay, you have to penetrate the hordes of mindless people on the internet. I get it. Right. So you draw a load of Teen Titans, you draw a load of Sailor Moons, you draw a load of those, and then you get 10,000 followers and you go, hey, guys, I'm working on a comic. And maybe 10% of that 10,000 go, hey, that comic looks cool. And I will accept that that is a potentially necessary evil we could call it yeah. to to get there and and this is why I'm very adamant to say I'm not here to blast fan artists no we, this we, is not what this is about yeah. I'm here to, to to try and explain the fact that legally like we don't we might want to draw this stuff yes we might want to sell this stuff yeah but we
1: don't we we because, can't because because if people if people and, and smarter people than us have put it simpler which is simply like. What are your thoughts on fan art? And it's like, well, I'm sorry. The first thing we have to say is it is illegal. It's illegal. Like now, how that is applied, how it is judged, how it is enforced, is a different matter. But you just have to accept, right off the gate, it is actually illegal. I'm sorry, it's legal. Yeah, yeah. And but then now, whether you
0: think it should be illegal, yeah, yeah. Again, yeah.
1: Yeah. Now, is it enforced? That's a different matter.
0: And so pulling this back, I guess. Yeah.
1: Well, if I if I could, what what comes to mind? It's like is the sliding scale of effort. Because, because, yes. say like uh, it's funny. What it's like? Where, where would the lawyer say this is an issue? Yeah. Now, if you're if you're at a convention and you're taking commissions and you are drawing pictures on the day, or you're going to draw a picture, finish it in a week and post it to someone, a one-off commission. Someone comes to your table and goes, "Would you draw me Link from Legend of Zelda?" Now, isn't it funny that that doesn't strike me as being as egregious no apparently it's not illegal yeah because that is like it is an artistic commission Yes, yeah. that's fine
0: singular expression of originality yeah so
1: okay fine yeah fine yeah i, you I haven't will... commoditized yeah. it believe me you're not going to get a hard time from, from me for doing that no but if you are turned up with a stack of prints that's like the next stage of egregiousness because yes. that's like now this is a problem because you've made a commercial product to sell using someone else's ip you've basically made merchandise yeah. But it's still something you drew. Yep. So 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 this is so that's where the artistry comes in and this yep. is where the grey area comes in, because that picture would not exist if you had not drawn it. Agreed. Now let's look at through the lens of Comic Cons. Things we have physically witnessed. We have seen, and we used to call them art farms, you'd go to a convention yes. and you would see somebody sitting at a table with a stack of prints,
0: almost as tall as they are, Yeah. that they have just printed
1: off Google.
0: They've gone on Google image search, they've searched Chainsaw Man. Yep. They found a load of artworks, not drawn by the original artists that created Chainsaw Man, but, like, other people who fan-outed him. Yeah. Or, or frankly,
1: sometimes... Or even the original. Yeah, sometimes, like, official yeah. artwork. From... But either way,
0: yeah. they are so undiscerning that they will print five different ones yeah. of him. They'll print 100 copies of each, and then they will take... And so now, <laughs> now we've got people selling fan-artists' work yeah. without the fan-artists' permission. Yes. It's insanely. You used to get, you used what a place to, we are! You used to get these art prints,
1: and it was always like some kind of like grimy man sitting behind a table covered in like Google art. Oh, do you want to see the Justice League? But it's like the Last Supper. Yeah, yeah. Because like they didn't draw that shit. Yeah, That's why
0: Found that on Google. Yeah. Printed that out. You know, if you ask the guy, he's there in a leather apron. You know, he's just got like meat juices all over. <laughs> like, all right, yeah, but art butcher. Yeah. <laughs> Did you draw this? Nah, mate, I yeah, found mate. it. Yeah, it's a it's just blatant. Yeah. Did you did, did did you draw this? Well it's
1: a free country, mate. You can believe whatever you want to believe. Yeah, 20 quid. Yeah. Funnily Maybe enough, right. we've yeah.
0: seen these, we call them art farms. We've seen these and then we've seen them on the second day of the show and they're gone. Yes. And it's because they've been shut down. Yes. Because it's but so because illegal. Because you so get in illegal.
1: and you get out as quickly as you can. Yeah. yeah. Or they or they have been yeah. literally
0: taken down. And then, which of course, is
1: rare. I, I, and, you know, a couple of years ago, we were at an MCM event. And this was doubly egregious. And this is an issue for another day. But And we've talked about it before because it made us really salty. Uh, in the artist alley, which is supposed to be the bastion of pure independent. creativity, yeah. independent creatives, there was a dude just selling effectively official artwork from Bleach, One Piece... Uh, any anime under the sun, literally just like Google searched and printed it. Yes. And they were not enforcing it. No. They did not kick that person out of their ass. No. And then beyond that still, you have big booths with superstar fan artists who have covered every single wall with recognisable shots yes. of, of recognisable characters. Yes. And they are making money hand over fist. Yeah. People are queuing up to buy
0: Elsa and to buy Moana yes. pictures. Yep. And they drew everything themselves. Yeah, 100%. But that is a factory. Yeah. It is a factory. They are churning it out. They're following trends so they can get the yes. most popular character and they're yeah. ready for it. And do you think the lawyer would be happy about that? I think not.
1: Anyway, sorry, this has been a long rant. But my point is, is that <laughs> very soon we are going to be at a Comic-Con... And we are going to see both a booth selling AI-generated fan art. We are. By the Ream. Yep, yeah, we are, and, yeah. And we are going to be sitting next to somebody selling a comic, an Completely original comic. maybe
0: wrote and illustrated.
1: By an AI. Yes, we are. This is going to happen.
0: And this is probably still going to happen inside this window that we're currently in, this Wild West window of pre-litigation, pre-legal precedent, right? Pre-knowing how to police and indemnify these people. Yes. Um, And, you know, conclusion... I don't know, is the answer. I know I know when it seems egregiously and obviously illegal. Mm. And I know when it seems incredibly grey and unsure. I feel like Corridor kind of falls into the grey area, but at the same time, they didn't get permission yeah. or consent from the things they trained it on. Yeah. But they did yeah. put a lot of front-end work of their own in. So there's a lot of grey yeah. there. I, I don't od- think
1: they're good, though. I oddly enough find that slightly less offensive Indeed. than, say, a dude set up a Art account last week yes. and is now just selling... And making so much money just and, selling and, sexy yeah, ladies. Breaking
0: you know. into what was previously a creative world purely to say, like, I can make money here. You artists had it easy before. I'm going to steal some of that and I'm going to make yes. sexy ladies and sell them. And then and then we have the the the, the, the purely objectively egregious clicking on Art Germ's name from a drop-down menu yeah, to purely just, make something that looks like him. It's like uh, we were talking about it. It's like,
1: you know, the definition of what is porn? Yeah. and the old joke is I don't know what it is but I know it when I see it yes you know, okay, is yeah. it art that, that naked woman's posing with an urn you know, or is it porn <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it's the same with this I don't know what's wrong but I know, I know it when I see it, it. exactly and the thought experiment we, we, we talked about yesterday the one that sent chills going down your spine yeah it's horrible is now okay for me as, how's this going to come for us yeah. like us personally now me I have uh, a copyrighted IP franchise that's been going 10 years revolving around a cast of characters that are original creations I'm a writer. I have relied on over 60 artists in that time to bring my characters to life. Yeah. So you can't really train... John Locke here, writer speaking. You can't train an arts AI to steal a style from me because I'm not an artist. No, not a, not a visual yeah. style, certainly. Uh, yeah. So so, my, so if they were to copy my any artwork from my books... They'd be copying other artists' artwork. Which is bad for those artists. It sucks for them. And that, and they will be. And I'm just talking about me personally being selfish right now. Yeah, yeah, But if they try to copy artwork, train something off my books, I don't know how it even works. No, they will be copying copyrighted characters. Indeed, you can't copy after I think without copying these recognizable characters, which is f- clear cut.
0: And you would probably be safe in a legal battle. Yeah. With
1: now, in a few months' time, in uh, a year's time, when the technology gets there, they could be generating scripts. Yeah. Based off my style, they could. Yes. If they wanted to. Yeah. Now you, in a weird way, I think are more vulnerable. I think so. Because you have a big... uh, Theoretical example, you have a big following on your Discord. You have a bunch of people who love your products. And you have a field where people share their artwork that they've drawn in your world. Yes. There are no... Recognizable
0: characters? No, because the this, the essence and sense of drawing a colossal artwork is to embody what it is that makes colossal unique. Yes, and there's many things that make colossal yeah. unique. So as long as you embody some of those principles, your artwork will be of a colossal yeah. nature.
1: So theoretically, somebody could take every image you've drawn and shared on your Patreon, to your fangs, in your books, on your Discord. They could run them through an AI, and they could generate an original body of work because they love your product and my style and your style that is an original nick angel creation yes and they could share it and go i'm hey guys i'm just sharing this i'm not making any money off it but i have success Isn't this fun i successfully captured nick's soul at, yeah. in a bottle and i can summon him at will to draw me a picture
0: and this did send chills down my spine and my reaction to that person would be why do you need me then yeah you you came here to support another creator who made a thing that you liked. Yeah. And you took that goodwill, because in a way it is goodwill. Yes, I'm making a product that you're buying, but also you're supporting me on the goodwill and the understanding, the sort of social contract, that by supporting me, I will make more cool things that you yes. like. Yeah. So why, why, why would you have the audacity to go out of your way, and there's no, there's no other, I don't think, answer to this question, why would you go out of your way to replace me? It's this idea, and quite an arrogant idea, that like...
1: And, I, and it kind of ties into, like, I think it's internet culture and the way we consume things. It's like very often you'll stumble down a new avenue where you discover something you enjoy that you've never seen before. Yeah. And then you will intensely consume it over yes. two weeks. And you will immerse yourself And the it. moment you've immersed yourself in it, the moment you've kind of consumed everything that's available, it's like, I know it now. Yeah. I've done it. And it
0: won't take you long. It will take you, it'll take you much less time yeah. to do that than the creator did to make it.
1: Yes. And that's the arrogance of it. Because now you know... I know this, I know it intimately, I know it conceptually. So you could almost go, stop. Like you just press stop, I don't need that anymore. And it's like, take a snapshot, it's all done. Yeah. Feed it into an AI. I get on demand, I can just get more of it. Yeah. It's as if because the innovation is taken out of it. Yeah. We don't need Nick to innovate anymore. No. We can just, yeah, we just got him on tap.
0: Yeah. And, that, and that's the fear. And, you know, and, there, yeah. and there's all these people out there who are saying, you know, don't get in the way. This is a natural change this is the evolution of technology. This is going to be a tool. It's only going to help and lift artists. And I'm sorry, but at this stage, until something can prove it otherwise, there are aspects to it that, that, that back that claim up. But I think a majority of them, mm. I'm sorry, no. It is coming for artists. It is taking away what made their work unique, their talent unique, their, their, their years of dedicated skill and experience unique. They are coming for that. And I really do not see it. Like I'm coming down now on my final opinion, I think. But I really do not see it, at this point, in any other way. I mean, it'd be nice to say
1: that, like, ah, but yeah, the people whose opinions matter... We'll know what's bad, we'll know what's good, and and, and they're still going to... But I can't com- trust those people. No, and the problem is, they're not the final arbiters. Sadly. They're probably not artists either. No, because it, no. it's the same way that, like, you know, we've seen it at Comic-Con. You get, like, uh, you know, normal people, people who... By which I mean people who aren't engaged in this world, aren't having these conversations, don't know the difference between fan art and original kind of thing. No. They see a picture of Spider-Man. They love it. They're going to buy it. Why? Because they like it. Yeah. It's not... They, and this isn't their battle. No, it's not their battle to fight. No. And they don't care if it's... And like, I'm not blaming those people. No, and you can't blame them. Sadly. Themself. Yeah. You know, yeah. You, I kind of sometimes wish the audience was a bit more discerning, but you can't force that on them. It's no. like...
0: If they like a thing, they're going to buy it. They don't care if it's fan art, or who drew it. If it's official artwork, they don't know the difference. No, that's true. And, yeah. and, and, and like you say, like some of the arbiters, some of the people who are meant to be policing this field, they don't know either. Yeah. You know, when we when we complained about that fan artist in the artist alley, he didn't know that what he was looking at was fan art because he doesn't know the characters. He's not a fan of anime. He's not a fan of cartoons and yeah. and the stuff that the, the geeks like. He's a businessman who's running a show. Yeah. And so when he sees a smiling pirate boy with a straw hat on, he just goes, "That's a picture that's of that person, Drew." Yeah. You know, he doesn't know that it's I'm like, the is, most famous manga character ever made. Oh he drew
1: that, did he? He's got a very versatile style. It's funny how he can draw like a hundred different ways. And uh, his
0: response will be, Well some people do John. Some yeah. people do have a versatile style.
1: Well <laughs> that's that and that's the slightly depressing thing as well, because in these situations it's like the art art community such as it is is scattered. Yeah. It's incredibly scattered. We don't, have a co- we don't have a cohesive voice. There are groups within groups within groups. Even in comics. Even in UK comics, we can't agree <laughs> on anything. So it's like, who's going to police this? Yeah. Who are we going to look to? It's going to be us. Because if we're looking to uh, some of the larger convention organisers in the UK... They're well, not doing it. Jesus Christ, they're not doing it with fan art. You no. know, you look at the big London shows.
0: it's it's it's, it's You're out on your own. There, and that's lawless. kind of partly why we wanted to make this podcast. Yeah. Particularly this episode. Because, like... Like we said at the very beginning, the only way that this is ever going to be like effectively, uh, you know, legalized in some capacity or not, is is by the opinions of those very fractured people who can't come together and make a decision. But maybe we can all just put our thoughts out there. Yeah, and, you know, maybe in a way this can make a difference. No, that's the thing. Because again,
1: if you, if you try to a technology, then you're a luddite. Yes, you know, uh, or a, and that's a lot of the argument that's yeah. being used. Yeah, or or, I mean. or a you know sour, you're 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 you know you're bitter. Yeah. You know. Sour grapes. Yeah. Yeah. But all we have is the ability to complain. Yeah. Like, all we have yeah, is... that the is bi- literally all we have. And, and that's... And frankly, that's a right I'm going to engage. Because it, it's... um, It's kind of like... It's like this lady... To, to circle back to this, this, this lady who's bringing this court case about her AI. Wouldn't it be a different matter if the comic she created had been brilliant? Yeah. You know, truly inspired? Yeah. And actually, as far as I can ascertain, it's a rather beige, bland-looking comic... Um, about zombies.
0: That, yeah, I mean, uh, how many stories of zombies? Yeah, we have?
1: and also the lettering is really bad. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I don't, I don't, I don't normally <laughs> want to call people out, but like, I think this person no. has opened herself up to some criticism. Yeah, you had the artistic vision to employ an AI. You didn't have the artistic vision or critical eye to realise that the lettering is bad and detracts from the comic. Yeah,
0: what? Where's the care? Well, this is the thing. She's yeah. not very good at making comics. No! And, and, and the proof is that therefore the, the product she's made while trying to shortcut it and get around the fact that she's never really drawn or made a comic page in her life mm. is now evidence from the fact that the bits that she had to do after the AI had finished its work you know, betray that instantly. Mm. And 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 so in a funny sort of way, like maybe maybe it will self-police. I don't know. You know, I was gonna I was gonna say I try and end this thing mm. with a sort of like bright yeah, side. Please, yeah, please. You yeah, know, yeah. And, and maybe that's one bright one such bright side that maybe, you know, that the, the lack of creativity of those who will use this platform, this system, will be, will always mean that the stuff that they make always sits below the greater artistic merit that those who are truly creative can make. Maybe. That's part one. Part two, I think, is the fact that maybe the consent issue is going to be how we how we fight this mm. and and you know the instant you put out the law and the law the letter of the law is that if you want to train an ai on an artist you have to gain their consent first i mm. think 99% of artists will say no and there will be untrained ais out there that, that they'll be the illegal ones but you'll be able to police those very easily mm. by saying you didn't get consent, and if this this fictitious person that you created tries to make stuff of mine, I'll be able to say you did not get consent from me. I'm taking you to court, yeah. and I will be able to win that because of the consent issue. And I think that will be the linchpin mm. in defining how we 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 fight this. But there's one final thing, please, and the and it is it is a, a light, not at the end of the tunnel necessarily, but but certainly along the way. Um, some of the AI developers are adding invisible digital watermarks to everything it creates.
1: Ah. So when
0: it creates an image, you can't see anything in there, but if you run it through a special piece of software, again, that they've developed, it will go, yep, yeah, this is AI generated. Now, this will mean that when we go to court, all you'll have to do as a as a, as a lawyer that's trying to fight your case is if if the, the case is, I don't know if this is if, uh, AI generated or not, if this is made law as well, that they have to have these invisible digital watermarks in them, you'll be able to run it through the mm. software and it will come out objectively and just go, yes, an AI made
1: this. And then the consumer has to make a, a choice whether they care or not, exactly. basically. Yeah. yeah, yeah,
0: But if the litigation is based on, you know, someone tried to claim that this AI art that they used, say, in their comic, they made, they mm. drew it. And then Stanley Lau, for example, takes them to court and says, that's clearly an AI trained on my artwork. They go, no, 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 I'm just, I just took influence from you. Then in the court case, they would run it through this software and it would go, no, it's AI. And not only that, it was trained on Stanley Lau's artwork. And he would win instantly if that was the letter of the law. Yes. And that's the bright side I'm holding on to is this watermarking yeah. consent issue and potentially just the greater creative merit of humans over AI. And, and
1: uh, yes, and, to, and if I have a positive thought on it, yes. it would simply be that... We we are permitted to have these these uh, these blowouts these these angry discussions because right now it is the wild west yeah and I think it is a threat and I think it is a it is an irresponsible thing but we can't stop it Yeah. if I have a silver lining is that I think um, right now we're seeing the gold rush <laughs> where the untalented greedy and the lazy yeah. are rushing in to exploit what they think is a rich vein yep. But these people have been around since the dawn of time. And we've seen it before with NFTs. NFTs, crypto. It's like every time there's a creative field, there is a subculture of hangers-on trying to exploit it. And I have to hope that, and frankly, it's moving very quickly. So who knows, in six months' time, maybe it's no longer profitable. That, yeah, Yeah. that's a really good one. Because if 50,000 people create new accounts selling like... Just cheapo, sexy, generico artwork. You won't be able to distinguish. The market will bottom out, and it, they'll, it'll be saturated, and they'll move on to the next grift.
0: And I think you're very right to point out profitability as as the root cause of, of the problem here. Yeah. Because the instant it's not profitable anymore, the only people left behind will be those who make stuff because they care about it.